Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Why productivity hacks fall short is their lack of personalization. They're not specific to you. They're generic. We're all unique individuals with different strengths, weaknesses, and preferences. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you're going to be like, that's familiar. Yeah, you've heard me say this repeatedly. And it is the key to our productivity. What works wonders for one person may not work at all for another You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm so grateful you're here. Are you ready for something a bit different today? Because this episode is definitely part rant but I'll do my best to bring it around and give you actionable advice too, as is my intention in every episode. Today we're focusing on a word and a concept that really grinds my gears, and I fear it does far more harm than good, especially because it's so popular. The word is hack. Life hacks, biohacks, productivity hacks. Oh, we love that word, and SEO proves it. It is searched so much. Productivity hacks are everywhere. Search online and you'll have pages and pages of results. I tried to research how many online articles provided them and I couldn't find a number, which I'm guessing means neither the search engines nor I can actually count that high. Search for productivity hacks on Amazon and you'll be scrolling through over a thousand books, at least, as of my latest research. So let's face it. Entrepreneurs know that if this phrase is included, people will look. The books, articles, websites dedicated not just to being more productive, but to doing it fast and easy with hacks, oh, they're the ones that we search for. And they promise us that we'll get more done in less time. But do they really work? The answer is somewhat complicated, leaning heavily toward not exactly. These hacks aren't entirely without merit. They often involve aspects of productivity techniques that do work for some. They were culled and shared for a reason and often with good intention. I would say that many shouldn't even be called hacks, but here's the crux of it. Tips that are shared as hacks are often based on the idea that there's a quick fix for our productivity problems. And the truth of it is, there is no quick fix. Productivity done right takes time and effort initially. Thankfully, when you dig deep and make that effort, you're rewarded with long-term results. 
That's something a short-term hack can never give you. So why do we keep falling for the productivity hacks? We're all looking for a quick fix. Our culture values productivity and speed for that matter. And unfortunately, this leads us to feeling like we're constantly being judged for not being productive enough. And yet we're stretched thin as it is. We want to improve our productivity without having to put in a lot of effort. And when you're tired and you need help and you live with the expectation that you aren't doing enough, that you aren't enough, productivity hacks seem like the perfect answer. One quick fix that revolutionizes how much you do. I mean, that seems like it's worth a try, right? Now is the perfect time to quote Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. My husband does this voice so perfectly, I really need to bring him in to do this. But basically, the line is, it's a trap. Yeah, keep in mind that every choice you make comes with a cost. And a shortcut like a hack has a price. You need to decide if you want to pay. That doesn't mean you can't use elements of them for your benefit. So let's talk about what you need to consider to do this the right way. First, let's make an important distinction between taking a shortcut and finding ways to quickly accomplish your goals. Hacks are not necessarily the same thing as efficiency. I do wonder if many of these lists tend to conflate the two. I'm all for efficiency. I'm all for energy management. I've quoted Greg McEwen's philosophy of less but better for years now. He wrote the book Essentialism, which is on my favorites page of the website, and I highly recommend it. I'm definitely not about doing more. I mean, it's right in my tagline, do less, live more. So that's not what it's about. However, we do need to know first what we're doing and why, and that's one of the places we get into trouble with productivity hacks. No matter how reliable your source is, you need to be critical because by their very nature, hacks are not tailored to you. And because they promise big results quickly, they're often unrealistic and unsustainable. While you might luck out and find help short term, far too often you're taking a chance, which at best wastes your time and at worst, leads to burnout. The foundational issue here is that hacks are a bandage, not a cure. They tend to address surface-level symptoms, not the root cause of our productivity struggles. Their solutions are band-aids meant to optimize small aspects of our workflow without tackling the underlying issues. And the magic of productivity comes from those underlying issues. When we fix those we fix so much. And that's what I coach. Okay, let's go with an example here. You want to stop procrastinating and you find the Pomodoro technique on a list of hacks. I'm a huge fan of this technique, by the way, but only for specific people in specific circumstances. Pomodoro sprints are an effective way to manage your time and focus in shorter intervals. Named after the kitchen tomato timer. Yep, this is true. Pomodoro being the Italian word for tomato. It's a burst of dedicated focus time followed by a quick break, which you repeat. Imagine seeing this on a list of hacks. It sounds legit because it is. And you excitedly try it to push past your procrastination. What you haven't taken into account is the type of work you're doing. 
you may need longer, deep work sessions for what you need to get done. Or the fact that procrastination is often a symptom of deeper issues like lack of clarity about your goals or which tasks you need to prioritize or how you continue to overextend yourself. So no amount of time management is going to make up for that. It can come from mindset issues like imposter syndrome or fear of failure. I mean, that can paralyze you and that leads to procrastination. Procrastination can often happen when you're overwhelmed and tired, especially if you are heading toward or you've hit burnout. By implementing the Pomodoro technique in the hopes that this is going to fix your problems, you're only addressing a surface level symptom. To truly overcome it, you must identify and address the root causes that hinder your progress. By the way, if procrastination really is an issue for you, you'll want to check out episodes 107 and 115 on procrastination and prioritizing. Another reason why productivity hacks fall short is their lack of personalization. I mentioned before, they're not specific to you. They're generic. We're all unique individuals with different strengths, weaknesses, and preferences. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you're going to be like, that's familiar. Yeah, you've heard me say this repeatedly. And it is the key to our productivity. What works wonders for one person may not work at all all for another. Great example here. One of my clients knows that batch processing, doing things, same things at the same time is an incredibly effective productivity technique, but it actually makes her anxious. So it's a fantastic option. Doesn't work for her. We found a workaround. So many productivity hacks promote this one size fits all approach and right out of the gate, you could be headed in the wrong direction and not even know it. Another example, you may come across a hack that recommends waking up at 5 a.m. every morning to jumpstart your productivity. I see these all the time, recommending that morning power hour and get up just a little bit earlier and get this time in for yourself. All the stuff they're talking about is great, and it's really fantastic for the early risers, which our society seems to love. Early bird gets the worm and all that. <sighs> This frustrates me because you can be productive, whether you're an early bird or a night owl. And I promise you, if you try to take this technique and apply it with the best of intentions, the most motivation, maximum discipline, it's still going to fail because it doesn't work for you. Forcing yourself into someone else's productivity mold will lead to frustration and shame which is completely unwarranted and unfair. And it's not only that the hacks may not be the right fit for you and they're too surface level, they also might be addressing the wrong problem entirely. It's like a bizarre red herring for your productivity problems. Is this technique offering the right solution for you right now? Or is it a distraction, even a relatively productive one? Even a hack that works and is the right solution, might not be what you need right now, and it's important to know the difference. I've mentioned that some hacks have some merit when properly placed, but there are a few I want you to dismiss immediately, okay? Right out the door they go, multitasking. It's debunked. You cannot focus on two things at the same time. 
Therefore, you cannot multitask. Therefore, it's counterproductive. Let that one go, please. The next is working late hours. All right, there's a caveat here. I see this as a force versus like finesse approach, and it falls into that just do more mindset. And while you can technically get more done if you add some extra hours for a short period of time, working long hours, it can become a habit that continues and continues. And that, my friend, will lead to burnout. Plus, the more tired we are, the less likely we can think clearly and make good decisions. That means you might be doing your work twice. That is definitely not productive. And the third, and this might surprise you, but I'm going for it. Stay with me. Using productivity apps. What I mean by this is there are a lot of apps. They're not all created equal. And some can be really helpful. But others can actually be counterproductive. And even good ones can be counterproductive depending upon the situation. So the most important thing you need to know is that an app will not fix the underlying problem. Again, this is a Band-Aid approach. It's only as good as the system you've designed. You need to know the processes for how you work, and then you use the app to automate, to speed things up. So really what it's doing is amplifying what's going on for you. Also, a new app means a learning curve, which takes time and effort. So it's got to be a good fit and worth it for you to make that effort. And then that's something you can use to leverage what you're doing. So if productivity hacks aren't the answer, Lisa, what should I do instead? We have to ask ourselves how we can unlock our full potential and achieve our goals without falling into that quick fix trap. And the key lies in adopting a holistic approach to your productivity that includes self-awareness, self-care, and clarity around your goals. First and foremost, it's crucial to develop self-awareness. Oh my gosh, one of my first episodes, actually probably the first set of episodes really, was about self-awareness. It's your number one productivity tool. You need to understand your own strengths, weaknesses, and working style. It's important to assess your energy throughout the day, as well as the tasks that bring you joy and the ones that drain your energy. All of this is incredibly important to know. When you align your work with these natural tendencies, with these strengths, with the things that you absolutely love, with the things you're passionate about, especially my multi-passionate friends, you'll find yourself in a state of flow, getting things done in a way that feels easier and is satisfying, which makes you want to keep doing it. Additionally, focus on setting clear and meaningful goals that resonate with those passions and with your values. When your goals align with your true purpose and what you believe, you'll find the motivation and the drive to overcome obstacles and stay committed. You know, that why keeps you going no matter the challenges. Another crucial aspect of holistic productivity is self-care. And I've talked about that so many times on the podcast. Recently had an episode with 10 tips that relate back to 10 episodes all about self-care. So many different ways to approach it. And the reason it's essential is that productivity is not just about getting more done. It's about achieving a harmonious and fulfilling life. And 
the way we do that is by taking care of our physical and mental well-being. And the fact is, is that that does connect to energy management. So it's vital for sustained productivity. You must prioritize activities that rejuvenate your mind and body. You cannot underestimate the power of things that sound so simple, but are so powerful, like getting enough sleep, eating nutritious meals, and engaging in regular exercise or movement, if you think the E word is a bad word. So too, you must care for your mind with things like self-reflection or meditation, relaxation in some form, and activities that lift your spirit. A well-rested and nourished mind is a productive mind. It's the kind of mind that will keep you from making those mistakes and will help you make the best decision. Case in point, you're trying to decide on something and you're struggling with it and you decide to take a break, walk away, maybe take a nap, you come back rested, maybe have a snack, and all of a sudden the answers come to you. In the quiet, that's where it comes. In the rest, that's where it comes. Rest is productive. All of this is energy management at its best. Finally, kind of pulling this all together, you want to embrace the power of the flow state, which is the most productive state you can enter. In today's hyper-connected, distraction-heavy world, all of these things that happen around us are a big part of the unproductive moments that have, I guess, led us to search for the hacks in the first place. We're on our phones, we're, you know, getting constant messages and notifications, there's so much information at our fingertips, which is the most amazing thing ever, but also the biggest distraction ever. We're trying to compensate for all that and looking for hacks. Instead, stepping away from those distractions and figuring out the combination you need to get into a flow state, that is going to change your productivity game. A flow state is a natural counter to all of that by offering a space where you can do what you're passionate about in a way that challenges you because you actually need that. You need to be a bit challenged in order to be more productive. And it elevates your abilities. When you're clear about what you need to do and why, which is supported by being in alignment with your values, you have the foundation for getting into flow. Instead of trying to multitask or grabbing bits and pieces of time to work here and there, you will unlock a different level entirely of productivity when you intentionally set dedicated blocks of time for distraction-free, focused work and get into that flow state. Give yourself permission to prioritize your work and protect that focused time. I know it's so easy to answer to other people when they want help and when they're calling to you, but this is your time and you'd be surprised you don't need that much of it when it's truly distraction-free and focused in order to get what you need to get done because your productivity is boosted so much. No hacks required. So to close, I have to tell you, it took me a while to share this episode because I know we love our hacks and I know this is probably not a popular opinion. And you know what? I'm not immune to the whole hack thing either. I've read plenty of those articles. I've tried them. Oh my God, I have stories about trying them. But the more I coach, the more I live my own life where I'm trying to walk the same talk and live harmoniously. All the, the pieces of my life, all the passions, all the people that I want in my world, 
and trying to get what I need to get done, the more that I do this, the more I see the damage that this kind of language can do. Think about the definition of a hack. So a verb, it means chopping blindly everywhere in the hopes of just getting through. No finesse, direction, no intention. In IT, hackers gain unauthorized access. I know that's pretty popular for the brain. We're trying to hack the brain. And I think if you're a hacker and you're trying to take down a corporation, you know, kind of Robin Hood style, that's a good thing. But when you're working on your own brain, instead of trying to bypass it and hack into it, it's better to work with it. And as a noun, a hack refers to a person of mediocre ability. Now, listen, I am the first person to elevate good enough in our lives. We don't want to let perfect be the enemy of good. But when it comes to your productivity, I urge you to demand better from your techniques. As you learn more about how you work best, I am cheering you on. This is spectacular because the easy way out is popular, but it's not the way ultimately for longevity for the future. So I know that this is work and I think you're amazing for doing it. I encourage you to stay connected with me. You can always go to the connect page of the website, positivelyproductive.com slash connect and message me if you have any questions or want to book a discovery call to talk about what it might be like to work together. Because if you're ready to speed things up, we can replace the hacking with strategy instead. In one strategy session, we can assess your strengths, values, and personality. We can inventory your tasks and schedule, discuss your daily routines and habits, identify your goals, and come up with a personalized productivity plan just for you that are your best next steps. You can head to positivelyproductive.com hub where you can find my freebies, my resources vault, and all my services, including the strategy session. You want to scroll down. Select strategy session, and when you purchase, please do use the promo code podcast as my thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.